Brilliant! Welcome to Seti Shoppo. This is a podcast where we work out what is the opposite of something that doesn't have a natural opposite. I am Simon. Hello, Izzy. Are you a busy Simon? I'm not a busy Simon. I'm sorry we haven't been here for a few weeks, but that's because I've had COVID. And you I, have. I didn't want to give it to all of you. Well, that's true, but that's not why we haven't been recording. It's because you know how he sounds nasally. <laughs> You have no idea. And also, no idea. more vague than I normally have been. Mm. I want to tell you a story about my cat. Do you want to hear a story about my cat? I don't anecdote, own a cat. Anecdotes, anecdotes. Here is Simon's anecdote. <laughs> She's struggling to clear a fur ball at the moment. Lovely. So I've just put some butter on her paw, and I've never done that before. And she's been walking around the whole room, sniffing everything, thinking it's butter, without actually realising it's on her paw. It's very cute. And then she found it and just licked it for about an hour. Anecdote, anecdote. <laughs> that was Simon's anecdote. She probably just thinks she's toast. Well, she might be toast. She'd be rubbish toast. She would be rubbish toast. What's, I the, mean... be- what's the best thing to have on toast? Well, I mean, toast and cats are basically the same thing because they are, if you drop them, they land one way up, don't they? <laughs> that is true. They aren't the same in that respect. They are the same. Um, but what's best to put on toast is obviously butter and marmite, unless you're Ashley. And he just put Marmite, which is wrong. I kind of get where Ash is coming from with that because the, the butter mixing with the Marmite makes it go a weird colour. I mean, Marmite's not great anyway. Well, it doesn't mix in. If it's a hot toast, the butter seeps into the bread. Now, did you ever have toast toppers? No. I think we've talked about these before. We have. You were obsessed with toast toppers for a while. <laughs> Well, they don't seem to sort of exist in anyone's mind. Well, no, we, don't, we, uh, we know this, Simon, because they never did exist. They were also, just obsessed with them. I think Branston or Heinz did a jar of something that you could put of on like a potato. bacon spread or something. Yeah, that you it? could put on a on a uh, jacket potato. And I can't remember what that, that was called, so I can't ever look it up to see what flavours they had. But I, see, I it doesn't matter, Simon. It. You don't need to know these things. <laughs> it's okay for... Food manufacturers to make food which you forget about. You don't need to. Well, I mean, you're one of these on great marketing part. It's like you, you're a, a a biological scientist or like a zoologist or something who wants to define and rename species. Except the species you want to define and rename are wambars. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had a wambar. See, what is a wambar? What is it? <laughs> All right, shall we crack on with the podcast, or do you want to tell me how you're feeling? I'm good. Good. Dave wants to know, what is the opposite of the tube, as in the London Underground, rather than the uh, 90s TV show? 80s TV show? Mm. 90s TV show. Whatever it was. The London Underground is a series of pipes under the the ground. Oh, yeah. It's the internet, isn't it? The London Underground is a series of tubes underneath london where trains go and it's it's marvelous in that you it's really a really good infrastructure but everyone moans if it's a minute late and it's disgusting it is disgusting we were discussing this the other day and it was it was literally the case of if you've lived in london for a while and you take the tube every day don't really think about it but then when you get back on the tube you realize it's disgusting yeah imagine how much sneeze is all over a tube train it's hair as well Oh, hair i don't 
don't know if I noticed hair. Oh no! If you look at the floor of the tube, there's hair on it. Oh, that hair. Oh, it's just grimy as well. What's your favourite tube station? Mm, this is difficult. I'd say Westminster to be honest, because it's it's got all of it. Basically, they haven't hide any of hidden any of the structures. So you see all the big sort of like mm. like supports, and it feels like you're in the back cave. Very really Richard cool. Rogers, isn't it? Very cool. I like it a lot. So that is my favourite tube station, Simon. What is your favourite tube station? I think I, Westminster. I like Canary Wharf's good. Right. Oh, I see getting to it. A... Yeah, yeah. You don't go there often. That's why it's quite a nice one. But I, I don't really have have a fate i don't know if i've used the tube enough but yeah westminster's good i'll give you that i mean it has to be good because that's where all the, the government people go isn't it the most annoying one what's the one by i think it's charing cross isn't it the one that's basically trafalgar square but isn't and you can literally just walk to another tube station faster than it takes to actually get to charing cross station <laughs> it's yeah it's so bizarre because you basically go oh i'm in like you know uh trafalgar square it's easier to get to leicester square or piccadilly circus than it is to get to like i think it's easier to get to piccadilly circus which is two stations away compared to charing cross because you have to go underground and you get lost yeah also i think trafalgar square itself is really labyrinthine you could get labyrinthitis in there definitely well it, you know trafalgar square is a square don't you simon you're allowed to open your eyes on the surface oh maybe i didn't mean that then yeah i don't know because trafalgar square no i don't mean i'm tottenham court road i'm thinking of right begins no, no, with that t can be. Begins with that t. can be but it's 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 quite easy really tottenham court road but isn't tottenham court road the one that it's like a, a mile walk between the lines yeah and that's where they 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 dug through intricately between the the lines for the jubilee line as well it's quite amazing what they did with that Um, there's a good documentary about making the jubilee line um it's fascinating (laughs) that's a recommendation for a bbc it's a recommendation for a documentary that hasn't been on for five years which you can't remember the name of probably called the jubilee line or something anyway but you don't know so basically we need to figure out what something that's really useless but lovely is well isn't that kind of your cat <laughs> she's not useless she's also well, not lovely <laughs> so okay. <laughs> uh okay okay so what's useless and lovely yeah i mean i would say it's lorraine kelly but i don't think she's the opposite of the underground is she i mean you can't ride her to embankment she says her on-screen persona is an act for tax purposes as well, so uh, okay. she's not particularly lovely in okay. that sense. What is lovely? What is lovely? What is lovely? Toast toppers. They weren't lovely. No, they were no, disgusting. They, no, no. Toast toppers are like the tube, actually. Well, but they're not in a tube. No, I mean, no, that's true. What's the opposite of human spam? Because that's oh, basically what the tube is. Is it? Is um, it a meadow? Like a lovely meadow? A lovely meadow. A lovely meadow. Is it Rachel? <laughs> no, it's not. Or is it like a, a, a copse? You mean like a wood? No, it can't be because it can't be. You can't feel claustrophobic. It's like you, you've got to feel almost overexposed rather than claustrophobic. Is it Australia? Is Australia the opposite of the London Underground? They're both down under, aren't they? Yeah, that's true. That is true. They, they're both covered in dust and hair as well. I think Sydney does have a subway. I think Melbourne might as well. It's possible. But I, 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 I think I'm going to push the point. I think Australia is the opposite of the London Underground. I mean, 
Newcastle has a subway. Yeah, so does Glasgow. It's weird. Mm. Oh no, yeah, I've been on the. I've been on. I'm. I'm thinking of Glasgow. I think it's the same. Newcastle, the and same. Glasgow, the same. It's the same. same. Edinburgh has the tram now. Yeah, but it? it's rubbish. Yeah. yeah. Now, I mean, does it? Does is it? it is it still being built? It can't Probably. still be it being can't, built. It was being built for about twenty years. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's probably anyway, still being built. Dave, the opposite of the London Underground is Australia. I've decided, is Edinburgh the opposite of San Francisco, then? Well, I should check that uh, we haven't done the opposite of Australia, shouldn't I? I mean, we have on occasion doubled up, um, but um, not not on this occasion. No, we haven't done the opposite of Australia. Right, so Jenny wants to know, because we're always obsessed with food, what is the opposite of a Lancashire hot pot? Or as Mrs Beaton calls it in one of her books, a hodgepodge. Really? I've got Mrs Beaton's book on the show. I can see Mrs Beaton's book. Shall I get it? If you want to, yeah. So, uh, for anyone who doesn't know, Lancashire Hot Pot is uh, uh, a stewed meat dish, usually mutton, but mostly lamb these days, uh, cooked in a very thick-bottomed pot and topped with potatoes, sliced potatoes. Labour-saving appliances, lacerations, ladies' It's not shepherd's pie. Lancashire Brewis Hot Pot, 609. She calls it Hot Pot in that one, does she? So in... Which one have you got? Have you got Mrs. Beaton's cookery book, or have you got her other one? That's what it is in the back, but it might be hodgepodge in the actual thing. Here we are. Lancashire Hot Pot, sorry. So this is... You've got the housekeeping. Mrs. Beaton's cookery and household management. Yeah, that's so it's the cookery book that calls it hodgepodge. And she says, use a neck of mutton. Neck of lamb is lovely. You should get neck of lamb. It says here, uh. sheep's kidneys. Yeah, they used to put Best oysters of in end it. of neck. Yeah. And three sheep's kidneys, two pounds of potatoes, one large... Large onion, salt, pepper, stock, butter or margarine, and half a pint of good gravy. Not Simon's gravy. No. And they used to put oysters in it. They used to put oysters in a lot of things. Well, yeah, because they were cheap. Yeah. They're basically like, you know, they're water snails. They are water snails. Well, no, actually, technically, Simon, octopus are water snails. Sometimes you'd put pickled cabbage or beetroot in it, um, which is roughly what you do with scouse, but it's Mm. it's not. That's why scouse is called scouse. 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 And and scouse, the full name of scouse is lobscouse. Yeah, which is a German word. Yeah. Lobscouse. Meaning meaning salty meat. Salty meat. I don't know why I did it in that silly, weird accent. I just did. It wasn't even an accent. Simon, that was just you enjoying the enjoying the phrase in your mouth, salty meat. It's also called you Queen like having Mother's salty hot meat pot in your mouth, of mutton, don't you, Simon? You like I don't. Salty no, meat I don't mouth. like having yeah, salty meat in my mouth. It's also called Queen Mother's hot pot of mutton. And you also like it because it's obviously um, Liverpool's famous for shipping, and um, Simon mm. likes uh, sailors' salty meat. I it? do like. Stop suggesting I suck cock, Izzy. What? I never suggested such. I mean, it's thing. fine. Uh, I, you know, I have nothing against it. Specifically, no, 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 no. I'm not suggesting you like fellatio, Simon. I'm suggesting you like specifically sailors with salty cocks. Yes, okay. I'm saying, I'm saying it's multiple, multiple, multiple. Nothing wrong with you know two consenting adults in a loving or unloving relationship, as long as it's consensual. Yeah, exactly. So, have you ever had Lancashire hot pot? Actual yeah. lang? You have. I don't think I actually yeah. have. I've had variations on I mean, a Lancashire hot pot. Basically, it's just a stew. Uh, yeah, but I've 
I've had it as though it's mints rather than like chunks of meat. That's just disappointing bolognese. Yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, I agree with that. There's spaghetti bolognese, the opposite Lancashire hot pot. Oh, now is it not the same as Lancashire hot no, pot though? It's different. It's got tomatoes in it. We've done the opposite of spaghetti, but not bolognese. No. Do you, do you want to know what the opposite of spaghetti is? Go on. Tennis. <laughs> of course. <laughs> no idea. Very hard to play tennis with spaghetti. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. I wonder how he got to that, though. Well, maybe, because Henry VIII, right? Right. He he loved to play tennis and never once ate spaghetti. That's probably true. That might be where we got it from. But yes, Jenny, the opposite of a Lancashire hot pot is spaghetti bolognese. Do they still do that advert where the puppets... Oh, the disturbing mixing felt and food. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the puppets eat real food because of the the Dolmio sauce, isn't it? It's not right. It's not right. It's not right. It isn't right. Ariadne wants to know what is the opposite of French fries. I think it's whatever they serve in Burger King. (laughs) There's some argument as to uh, who actually invented French fries. The French believe they invented French fries. Les frites. But the Belgians also think they invented French fries. And they think that the French have just kind of usurped. Culturally appropriated. But there's strong evidence to suggest it was the Spanish. But you can't have a Spanish fry. That is true because it sounds too much like Spanish fly. What Spanish fly is it? Spanish fly is a type of, uh, it basically, you get a beetle, take its wings off, crush up the beetle wings, and then you consume, put the powder in some drink. You drink that. That gives you, it, it vacillates all of, your, all of your veins. If you're a boy, it gives you a massive boner. If you get too much of it, it blisters your, all your skin. If you take too much of it still, you vomit blood and die. And it, this is actually a thing. It's not like a, a, a herbal thing that is meant to be like that. It actually does give you a cracking great stiffy. Well, no, it vacillates, you know, the, it, it basically makes makes it so that, um, you know, all of your capillaries are opened up, so it'll give you a red face as well. So is it very early Viagra? Is that what Viagra is actually based on? No, is... Viagra was based on a heart remedy. Yeah, I know, but were they using beetles, crushed beetles in Viagra? What, as heart remedy? No, in Viagra. No. no. Did they see Spanish flying? Go, oh, we no. should use that. Okay, they not saw, like they saw. They saw. Oh, people are getting heart attacks, so we should try and make sure that um, well, I mean, circulation's like, better. Not like, and in so doing, they gave old men bonus. Yeah, but it, I mean, it's not like where willow bark was seen to be good, so they developed aspirin from it. Not like yeah, that. you know, they didn't develop Viagra from Spanish um, fly. What they called blister beetles. Blister beetles. And they're called blister beetles because they give you blisters. Okay, if cool. you take too much of their wings. Nice. So, um. <laughs> Yeah, so a French fry, we all know what a French fry is, a pomme frite, or just frite. Yeah, it's not the same as a chip. It isn't the same as a chip. Ooh, it isn't the same as a chip. No. Or, and, and it's not the same as a shoestring fly, a fry as well. Those, those are horrible. A shoestring? Is that like a curly fry? No. Oh. Shoestring fries are basically like, like they're, they're what's left in the bottom of crisp packets. Oh. But, and they're called fries, and so you're expecting a chip, and you get that, and it's wrong. But they're like really, really, really fine. So they're just all, there's oh, no like scraps in them. from the chippy. Yeah, but they're, they're shoestring, so they're, they're stringy. Can you still get scraps from the chippy? Do you? I don't know, can you? I'm asking. I, I haven't been to a chippy in about 10 years. I so. went to a chippy for the first time in two or three years on Monday. What happened, Simon? I bought fish and chips. Anecdotes. And I ate the fish and chips. Anecdotes. And it filled me up for a good day. Now, you didn't order fish and chips, did you? You ordered a fish because you were sharing the chips. Yeah, we we, we share the the chips because there's too many chips. Yeah. But yeah, I ordered fishes and chip. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, chips. Yeah. But you want one chips, lots of fishies. So I'll tell you who makes really good chips, or what look like really good chips. Uh, that's Heston Tom Carriage. Yeah, triple cooked chips. Triple cooked chips. They look very good. Oh, yeah, uh, but they're, they're not fries. Roast potatoes. They're roast potatoes is what they are. They're triple cooked chips. Yeah, but you know when you make a roast potatoes and you parboil first and then you fluff them up and then you cook them? They're really? basically double cooked chips. Right. And then all he does is fry them again. What do you put on your French fries? Mm, depends what I'm eating them with. It really does. If I'm eating them with fish, salt and vinegar. If um, Maybe ketchup. Um, you maybe hang on, French fries with fish. Interesting. Oh, yeah. No, we're having French fries with fish. That makes no sense. Yeah. No, it pretty much, yeah. No, it's either mayonnaise or ketchup. Okay. Well, chips is a different matter, but I, I yeah, tend to just dip them in barbecue chips. sauce, French fries. Yeah, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't care for barbecue sauce. I find it I find it slightly distasteful because it's not as good as HP and HP you want with eggs and sausages. Maybe. It's certainly not uh, vinegar on French fries. Certainly not. Chips, certainly, but not, not French fries. So anyway, we all know what French fries. What is the opposite of a, a pommes frites? It's a milkshake because if you dip them in, it's lovely. Oh, now, I, I was reading an, uh, a proper scientific breakdown of, is it Keisha that did... Her milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. Look at you knowing one pop reference from like 25 years ago. <laughs> how how big the yard must be to bring all the boys to the yard. And quite literally how much milkshake she must be promising. It's a lot of milkshake. Yeah. I'm just checking. Milkshake's we haven't good. done milkshake. We haven't done milkshake. So explain to her your logic with milkshake. When I was a kid in Burger King, before the Burger King fries were made disgusting by this, whatever it is they're coating them with, I used to. Um, oh, hang on, sorry. They've changed Burger King fries. They did this about 20 years ago, Simon. I, I can't tell like I noticed. Pringles. They taste like Pringles now. You go to McDonald's, you just get normal fries. You go to Burger King. They've got a coating just, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've, so they didn't have a coating on before. They didn't no, know that. They didn't. Okay. They were just normal. Right, sorry. Yeah, you were a kid in a, in a, in a wimpy. <laughs> yeah, actually. Um, in wimpy or in Burger King or in uh, McDonald's. Mm-hmm. And I would order a milkshake and I'd dip my salty fries in the cold sweet milkshake and it was very Quite good. a common thing, I think. Quite a lot of people do that. I don't yeah. think I've ever done it, but I can see why it would be nice. Yeah, it's good. A salty, hot, cold, sweet. Yeah. Yeah, nice. I, I, I approve of It just needs that. a bit of vinegar, really, but, you know, that's just the bitterness of people around you looking at you living your best life. <laughs> So, Ariadne, the opposite of French fries is milkshake. Therefore, this week we've worked out that the opposite of the London Underground is Australia, that the opposite of a Lancashire hot pot is spaghetti bolognese, and that the opposite of French fries is milkshake. You may plug your other podcasts. You can listen to Terrible Lizards. We, uh, we've started a series that is very good. The latest mm-hmm. episodes are all about evolution and uh, what Simon needs to focus on. So, uh, we got that. Um, also, uh, there will be a new podcast coming um, in April. April. So that's all I'm allowed to say. Nothing to do with Simon. It's, yeah, nothing it's... to do with me at all. <laughs> and and it will be good. Uh, and be uh, good. you can catch up with old Deadlist Deadlist and member casts. The member cast will be being relaunched in the summer as well. And you can buy my books. So I've got The Unstoppable Letty Peg, all about the jujitsu suffragettes. And I've got uh, Billy Swift Takes Flight, which is all about the women who flew Spitfires in the Second World War. Both books are based on real history. They have real characters in them, but also really fun explosions and fighting that I'm made up they're very good books go to izzy.com izzi.com definitely do that and we will be back next week uh, unless i get covid again it's likely isn't it it is likely or if it affect yourself if i get butter put on my paws and get very confused yeah, yeah. bye-bye hello, hello.